0: Greetings everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here in my office with my Bible open to Romans chapter 8. and verse 28 it says this, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Now this verse highlights another one of those attributes That is to be found in a Christ follower who is walking in the Spirit, and that is seeing God in every circumstance of our lives. In the previous two verses, Paul says that there are some things that we do not know. In verse 26, it says we do not know what to pray for. So the Spirit intercedes for us with wordless groanings, it says. And then verse 27, it says, We don't always know how to discern God's will in our circumstances. We don't always understand why certain things happen or how God is moving in every circumstance. We just don't know. So it says the Spirit intercedes according to God's will. There's so much we do not know and understand. But verse 28 says, This we know that all things work together for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Not some things, not most things work together, but all things. So the question this begs is, if this is something that we know, why is this so often not my own testimony? Why is this so often not the proclamation of the church? A huge aspect of walking in the Spirit is seeing God in every circumstance of our lives. By faith, we need to have our vision adjusted. Joseph and his father Jacob are great contrasting examples of the difference between having vision based on truth and vision based on our own ability or our our own inability to discern truth apart from the Spirit of God. Joseph, having received a vision as a young man of his brothers bowing before him, then had every experience in his life take him in the opposite direction. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And then they told Jacob, his father, that he had been killed by a wild animal. and it says that Jacob was undone, that he would not be comforted. Then many years pass, and there's a famine in the land. By this time, Joseph, through extraordinary circumstances, guided by the hand of God, is now prime minister of Egypt and in charge of the food supply there. His brothers go down to Egypt to buy food without their youngest brother, Benjamin. Joseph recognizes them, but they do not recognize him. Joseph holds one of the brothers, Simeon, in prison, and tells them to go home with some grain to feed their families, but then to return with Benjamin, who was Joseph's one full brother among the eleven. And then he told them he would release Simeon to them. When they left, Joseph instructed his men to secretly return the silver to them that they had brought to buy the grain. So they get home and tell their father Jacob the story of what went down and Jacob's response is telling. In Genesis 42, the brothers are explained to him, The man who is Lord over the land said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me, and take food for your starving households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me, so I will know that you are not spies, but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you. And you can trade in the land. It says that as they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. And Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Everything is against me. This is Jacob's response to his circumstance. And it's crucial to note here that Jacob was actually completely wrong about everything, about what had happened to Joseph. He thought Joseph was dead, but Joseph was still alive. He was wrong about what was happening, that the boys in this instance were actually telling the truth. And he was wrong about what was going to happen that Benjamin was going to be taken from him. Now this is such a picture of me when knowing the truth of Romans 8.28, I look at my own circumstance and I say, everything is going against me. Isn't this a bummer? How could this have happened? And now what I know and what I speak with my mouth become two different things. Now Joseph shows us the positive contrast when the brothers return to Egypt and Joseph finally reveals to them who he is. We see this amazing scene in Genesis chapter 50 verses 19 and 20. The brothers are obviously terrified that this is their brother Joseph standing before them. But Joseph says to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. This is Joseph basically saying, Despite every appearance to the contrary, I know that God works all things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Joseph would not allow God's reputation to be blasphemed, even though he had every reason to be bitter. This is why James says in the New Testament, in chapter 1 of James, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, So that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything." And we're often perplexed by this passage. It's like God is asking us to eat Kalamata olives and pretend that we like them, when we don't (laughs) hate Kalamata olives. But anyway, what he's saying is that there is joy that comes from looking and seeing God at work in my life circumstances. He also says that this is a sign of a mature believer, one not lacking in anything. It's a mature believer who has learned to see God in every circumstance of their lives and can look back and track the hand and activity of God in and through their trials and valleys and hardships, as well as their victories and blessings and opportunities. This is very much a conscious, intentional choice that we make every day and is a huge part of learning to walk in the Spirit, to speak the things that we know, not just the things that we feel. Because even James, he says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces these things in you, I'm not only to have my mind set on what the Spirit desires in the here and now, but I'm to be looking for God in every situation. When I do this, I can declare, like Joseph, that God can and will take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it to good. It doesn't make the evil good. Even Joseph makes a very honest statement when he says, you intended to harm me. But what this does is it allows me to find joy in God's presence as I see him at work in my situation and as I see his faithfulness in working out His good purposes in those difficult circumstances. So today, let us not blaspheme God by declaring, despite what we know, that everything is against us, that this situation is hopeless. But instead, let's look for God and His activity in every circumstance that we face. Let's not just speak what we feel, but let's declare what we know that God works all things for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Amen.